Blog Talk Radio. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Blog Talk Radio. Wherever you be, 
We hope you're doing well today, hump day. You know what today be. All right, hey, listen, we have a special guest today for you, Miss Maria Antoinette. If you guys don't know who she is, you'll know shortly. And I can say the sister is one of the funkiest harpists you ever, ever, ever heard, you know. It's a very, very classy instrument. This young lady does wonders with it. So, like I always say, turn up the air conditioner, let the windows down, sit back, and uh, let us bless your ears and do what we do. And let us present to you, Miss Maria Antoinette. Are you in the building? Yes, I am. What's happening? Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me on board today. What an honor and a pleasure. So thank you for putting my music out there to probably an audience that may not have heard my music and exposing them to this ancient, beautiful African instrument. I know, and that, that is definitely what it is, definitely what it is. And when I had the opportunity to listen to your music, you know, and I know music, and I say, I know about a harp, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm listening to this, and I say, this, this, is, this is off the chain, you know, and uh, I'm just uh, amazed at your ability to play a harp. And let us let us let you Tell our audience what what got you into the harp. What made you pick up this instrument instead of a keyboard or a flute or a clarinet? <laughs> well, it's kind of a, a interesting story. I went to an all girl Catholic school, and in middle school, one month out of the year, it, uh, the teacher had music month. And so every week she would have instruments come in from the orchestra. Let's say one week we had the violin, the next week we had the cello. Next week we had the viola or the timpani. And then last week they had the harp come in. And they had the harpist from the San Diego Symphony come in and demonstrate. Uh, and I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. It was so beautiful. The sound was so amazing. And she did like a classical piece by Claude Debussy. It was just incredible. And I said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to play. So that lady, she began to uh, teach me privately uh, all the way up to uh, high school, the heart. So I took lessons from her uh, once a week. And uh, then from there, after I graduated, I went to UCSD and majored in music, majored in heart performance. They actually have a heart department at the university. Wow. Yeah, I was going to yeah. ask you about that because most schools don't have harp departments, do they? Well, no, they don't. There's um, a few in the United States. There's University of Arizona, Tucson, uh, USC. Uh, there's Bloomington in Indiana. They have the Cleveland Institute of Music, uh, Juilliard in New York. Uh, there's a few of them, Eastman School of Music. So there are a few, but it's not like you said like earlier, the keyboards or the saxophone. Right. Mhm. Wow. So that's what got me started, and the uh, next thing I was in the harp department, and I had there were students from all over the world, and uh, and I can tell you I was in deep water because they had been given a harp when they were like five years old. So me coming in at middle school, I was a little bit not as advanced as they are, but you know, as time goes on and you do what you're supposed to do and. Uh, be disciplined to study and to practice, your skill set comes up. 
So yeah, that, I'm still, that's still kind of blown journey. away. I'm so sorry. I'm still <laughs> kind of blown away about the instrument because as I was listening to you, I'm, I'm I kind of like Greek mythology, you know, and I was thinking about how old the heart is. Mm-hmm. Good question. Good question. Well, I will tell you, the heart and the drum are one of the oldest instruments on the piano. I mean, on the planet. Most people don't know that the harp had its early beginnings in Africa in particularly two places, and one of them is in Egypt, Egypt, which is really ancient Kemet, which means the land of the blacks. And then we have Uganda, and that at that time the sisters used to play for the ancient pharaohs during the 15th, 14th dynasty, and they played in the royal court. And you may have seen pictures um, with some hieroglyphics on it, and you may have seen two sisters with a big bow instrument shaped like a C with strings on it, and they have braids. I'm sure you've seen it, you know, in right. a lot of the African art and stuff like that. So that just goes to show you thousands and thousands of years ago uh, where the heart had its earliest beginnings. And then with the influx of the Europeans, on the African continent, that was one of those things that was taken and then brought to Europe, particularly Ireland. Girl, don't say so, that. Don't say that. They stole something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and claimed it as their own. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yep, yep. And so now they have, you know, like in Ireland, the harp is their national instrument. But uh, we, that is, you know, it's very beginning are us and the ancient pharaohs. So it's quite a bit of the history there. So it, it seems natural for me to play it because of that. You know, but most people see the harp as a European instrument because you only see European people play it, mostly. You know what I'm saying? No, and you had brought out an excellent point there because, you know, you just, I mean, if you just think about it, and you're absolutely right with the hieroglyphics and everything. If you think back about it, the harp was there. You absolutely wow. right, but mm-hmm. something that that is wasn't put on the forefront like this is something that that we did or we know something about or had something to do with. You're absolutely right. It's always yeah. been there. I remember a harp when I was uh, a little boy. It was always an elegant, classy instrument, but you see these all these pretty dresses and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right. You you transcend. I mean, you've taken this harp from classical to jazz to R and B and and wow, a little bit of funk. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Definitely. Well, you bit know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because I played in the orchestra in L.A. Uh, as principal harpist with the Southeast Symphony Orchestra, and so my foundation and my education is heavy classical and you know the the, funny thing was is that the whole time I'm playing all that beautiful music I was like how can I make this heart funky how can I take you know R&B song like Boogie Nights and 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 make it funky and and, you know write out a killer solo I just kind of didn't know how to do it but I know that was where my heart was and you know how it is, you know, that voice in your ear is always saying, you can do this, you can do this. So by 
coincidence and they say synchronicity, you know, I ran into a wonderful producer here in San Diego that said, you know what, I'm going to show you what to do, you know, and uh, he took me down that road of how the harp can take the melodic lines of the piano and, uh, you know, the strings will take that part and then we just have the bass and drums and percussion support that. And so that's what we did. And so after, you know, many trials and, and coming up with different songs and music, you know, um, we came out with a CD. And so that was my journey. And so I seek, but I tell people, I, this is, I finally found my voice, you know, and musically, you know, because like I said, I could play all that wonderful classical stuff. But I, I when I went into R&B to play music that I grew up with, that you grew up with, Curtis Mayfield, uh, Barry White, like what? How you you can't play that on no harp? Well, yeah, yes, you can. So, you know, I just figured it out. You know, and so I had great musicians behind me, and I wanted to put the harp up front and center, make it the lead, and then bring everything else behind me. And so that was my dream, and I, I think I pulled it off. What you think? I think you pull it off, and you know what? I want to play one of your songs. It's called The Journey. And then, because kind of sound like you've been on a journey. And I want yeah. to. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I definitely want to play that particular song right now for our listeners. And then we're going to come right back and chop it up with you some more. Because, I mean, you got you got my little mind running now. I got a ton of things I want to know because I'm curious about some things, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Y'all sit back and, and put your ears on this one. This is called The Journey by Miss Maria Antoinette. journey. Yeah. I don't know why I was looking for three and a half minutes of the journey. 
Yeah, right. I was going to actually tell you it's an interlude that we put in on the album, you know, just to kind of break up the flow a little bit. So I wanted to put in these little snippets of straight, pure heart. And 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 I, and I thought about your uh, Russian instructor when I was listening to that for some reason. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, she she is amazing. She was amazing. She really stepped up my game big time. And uh, she was actually my Russian teacher. Her name was Elena, and uh, she was brought here to the United States. Uh, from Moscow, and she was one of 10 musicians that are the best at what they do from Russia, and they were brought here to teach. So I have to be very, very lucky to have her as a mentor and a teacher, wow. which is rare. Yeah, very rare kind of thing. Very rare, very right. I'm so curious to see what you did with Boogie Nights, Maria. Oh, yeah, you well, you got to throw it, in, throw it on there. Now, you've yeah, got about four minutes there. Easy, I'm sure. Yeah, well, no problem, no problem. Look, I'm just sitting <laughs> on the edge of the seat, you know, and I was listening to, I was listening to the journey, and I, I was waiting for the, 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 the drums to hit, you know, and I was waiting, oh, for, okay, okay. I was waiting to keep that ride going. But anyway, <laughs> so we're going we to go ahead and put Boogie Nights out there, man, so we can get everybody up on their seats and do what I've been doing. I feel like a little kid. I'm all antsy because I want to ask you about our first lady now. So. But anyway, we're going to okay. let our listeners hang on and wait for that one. <laughs> okay. Sit back, y'all. Right. Put your ears on Boogie Nights here, Miss Maria Antoinette.
This is your man, J.R. Perry, from Love Drops. Yeah, I'm keeping it locked every Wednesday at I Am Indie, where you get your smooth urban hip-hop independent music, baby. From 2 p.m., hosted by my man, J.D., putting it down. I Am Indie. Check it out.
Well, tell me. I've been sitting on here waiting. I want to ask you this question. How was okay. your experience for working with the First Lady and the President? Tell me about that. Well, you know, I, it just, yeah, how things just happened to you. One day I was driving down the street and my phone rang, and they said, hi, this is the White House protocol. We would like to know your availability for a certain date that the First Lady is going to be in Los Angeles for a specialized fundraiser, and we want you to play. I was like, what? The First Lady, First Lady, uh, Michelle Obama? And, and it's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I go, you know what? I'm going to tell you straight out. I'm not even looking at my calendar. I'm available. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so they said, oh, okay, you know, you have to go through the FBI checks and, you know, all the security stuff. I said, no problem. So I went through all that stuff, and then I had to come up and do a walkthrough with the CIA and Secret Service at this private estate. The tickets are like $30,000 per person, one of those well-heeled, sold out, okay? And uh, so, you know, I had to do do the walkthrough and all that stuff, and it was so cool. And so then they told me, you know, they kept me abreast of everything because First Lady is en route. And, you know, uh, then, you know, she's arrived, and, oh, my God, what an honor that was. And, you know, they had programs for everybody who came of how the program was going to start and somebody was going to say a prayer or opening statement. And then right below that, they said Marie Antoinette Harpin had the picture of the White House on the cover of the program, the seal and everything, luncheon with the First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. And when you open up, there was my name. Now, you know I wouldn't have that frame. So that was. I know you should have if you didn't. If you didn't, I know you should have. Yeah, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have that frame because I say, you know, if you don't believe me, I can show you better than I can tell you. So that was amazing. And then for the president, um, he had come to Los Angeles as well. Now, this, I should have backed up the story because this was before Barack went in. This was three months while they were out there campaigning on the trail. And, again, here I go. I'm in a, at a fundraiser, and it's like I think this one was probably $20,000 per person, and they had me at this beautiful private estate. And they said, you know, the president's going to be here. And I said, yes, I know. <clears throat> And they, people, they had me out on this lawn, this grassy lawn. It was just beautiful. And I was playing music, and one of his team came up to me after I finished playing. He goes, what is your name? And so I said, my name is Marie Antoinette. He goes, you know what? You, We're going to take you to the White House. I go, you are? I go, he hasn't even gotten in yet. They go, he's going in. They knew ahead of time he, he had already slayed that dragon. <laughs> so... <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and so it just, one thing after another, it's been like that. And I got to meet Barack there, came up and shook my hand, and, oh, just all of it. He's a beautiful spirit. And what you see, you know, that we see a little bit of what we see on TV, he's all that and more. And so, you know, here I am, a girl from San Diego, gets a call to play for, you know, the First Lady and the President of the United States. And that's, that's really amazing, you know. I have I have other stories, believe and trust. I have other stories on my journey, but that was a, definitely a feather in my cap. Right, with no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's powerful stuff. That's big stuff right there. Yes, most, yes. Most people just get to meet him on television, but not actually get to play. <laughs> <them all. laughs> mm-hmm. 
And uh, everybody wants to know if the first lady looked like she looks. Yes, yeah, she's tall and very gracious, very polished, and uh, you know, just beautiful, just beautiful. Yeah. I could imagine a lot of people want to know: Do she wear a lot of makeup? Some of those crazy stuff. No, no, not a lot of makeup. Very natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's how I see her as well. But that—that's awesome, Maria. Let me see. Let's go. Let's pull up one of the other joints here. How about Fly Away? Okay. Fly Away is an original tune that we wrote from the album. And really, we wrote this for radio because at the time, um, I had released a single by Curtis Mayfield called Give Me Your Love. And that was the song that actually put me on the map in terms of the radio. And so all I had after I released that was... Um, a summer hit last summer in smooth jazz, everybody was calling uh, in terms of the radio programmers and MDs uh, for the whole album. And I said, oh, my God. I told my producer, we got to do an album now because everybody's asking for the album. We weren't really going to do an album. We were really, like, pushed straight into it. So um, I said, you know what? We've got to do original tune, and let's write something that." really spacious and airy that takes people to another place in time because I love uh, dimensional music, multidimensional music. So we came up with Fly Away, and as, and as you can see now, I, I, I love vocals, like semi-vocals in the background. You always got to have those. And so um, we put out Fly Away, and it reached number five on the Billboard charts last year. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, y'all, let's sit back and uh, turn the air conditioner up, let the windows down, and let's bless your ears. This is Miss Maria Antoinette with Fly Away. Put your ears on this, y'all.
fly away, y'all, Miss Maria Antoinette. Girl, I can tell in your I can tell in your music you have a beautiful spirit because you be trying to get out of here. Oh, well thank you, thank you. <laughs> you be trying to go somewhere else. Uh huh. I said I can hear it in your music. You trying to go somewhere else, boy. You somewhere Oh else. yeah. Yeah, we trying to we trying to what do you say, take it to its outer limits. And I and I could tell definitely, boy, and some of the chords, you know, it sounds Something, I, I don't know, I don't want to say like guitar chords, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, some similarities, I guess, in the the, the, the notes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, the harp is really like an upright piano, basically. If you, if you looked into the, if you were to have a grand piano in front of you and you lifted up the hood, basically it's what you see is the shape of a harp. And without, but there's no strings. You know, they have the, the rods instead. Right. So, so I mean, yeah. the fingering and the notes and all that stuff is in the same place as a, a uh-huh. keyboard. Yes, exactly. The only okay. thing different is is that, like, you know, your bass. My left hand takes that, and my treble takes, and my right hand takes the treble. Now, when it comes to the black keys on the piano, where you have your sharps and, and your flats, I have pedals at the base of the harp where I press these pedals and it, it changes the string tone, the tension on the string, and it goes from sharp to flat to natural. So basically I have 47 strings and seven pedals, and the pedals represent every note on the musical scale. So while I'm doing a lot of different things, my feet are moving too, changing keys in and out. Oh, wow. So if you were a real big lady in stature, you probably could lose some weight by all the activities. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't think so, but... <laughs> well, you know, your hands, you got two different hands doing two different things, and then you got your right. feet doing something else. Right, that's true. That's true. I don't know the, what losing weight part because I'm still got to the gym every morning. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. Hey, I don't know where that came from either. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just a crazy man thing. What could I say? Just that's crazy okay. That's thing. okay. Mm-hmm. I know you're trying to get a visual on it, see? Yeah, yeah, that's what that was. Help me out, sister. Help me out. Yeah, you're trying to get a visual on it. <laughs> well, Maria, take yeah. me, take me, take me to Africa. Mhm. Okay. And, well. Yeah. Tell her. Tell us about that. Now, oh, I just want to say too, for our listeners, our switchboard is lit, lit, lit up. Listeners, don't be scared. If you want to talk to Maria, just push number one on your phone. We're glad to have you join the conversation. It's okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bite, I promise. We have a lot of listeners. I can see them all from everywhere listening. But, you know, sometimes people just like to lay back and kick back and just hear what you got to say. And that's okay, too. But uh, if you guys want to speak to Maria, it's all right. Just press number one on your phone, and we'll buzz you right on in. Yeah. So, Maria, yeah, yeah. he was saying, the Minister of Culture in Cameroon, how was your Africa trip? Oh, yeah, that was amazing. I did this um, gig at Sagatini's in Seal Beach with an all-girl group called Jazz in Pink. And uh, just so happened the Minister of Culture was there and um, said, you know, we want to bring us an all-girl band that I play with from time to time. And uh, they said, we want to bring you to Africa. So we were like, oh, yeah, great. So anyway, to make a long story short, 
uh, we flew in from, uh, I went from San Diego to New York, New York to Belgium, Belgium straight into Duada, Cameroon. And uh, we were all met there by all these dignitaries and custom people. And then we were swept off to the hotel. We were treated like royalty. And when I tell you that we, we, it was like, it was like a trip, like coming to America. And that's what I tell everybody. It's like that Eddie Murphy movie, Coming to America, the palace, when the minister of culture, we had to go see her. And uh, the palace was so beautiful. I mean, I'm telling you, it was just like coming to America. And uh, it was just amazing. And so for the whole week, we were there for a week. We were ushered around the city. We were taken on tours. We went to a jungle tour. We got to see the medicine men uh, make their uh, potions and everything, their medicine. But we had to get on this canoe boat and for about 45 minutes to drive into the forest to meet him and his people. Oh, it was incredible. It was so awesome. I mean, and just to see the children and the women. And it's like, I know her. She looks like my cousin. Or, you know, it's. It's just, it was amazing. It was the most amazing trip, and we did the concert for all these dignitaries and diplomats, and who lands on the front page of the the, the uh, newspaper the next day, me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm on the front page. So that was amazing. And then well, the funny thing was I thought I was going to be smart during the concert and uh, uh, say some French. So I told my girlfriend, okay, tell me some French words and so I can address the audience because in Cameroon they speak uh, French. <laughs> and so I said, uh, bonjour, monsieur, madame, and mademoiselle, comment allez-vous? And I started saying all this stuff in French, you know, and they just started clapping, you know. They're like, what? So then after the concert, here come the media and all the press, and they start speaking to me in French. What do I do now? 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 Right, right, right. Speak English, you know. So that was hilarious, but it was fun. It was a great trip. I brought back some beautiful artwork, and uh, it was just awesome. It was, it was, it was awesome. And they said they're going to have us back again. And in fact, right now I have on the. The, the calendar next year, but it's not signed and sealed. I'm supposed to go to three different African countries next year, South Africa, uh, Zambia, and I think Ghana. Somebody's trying to work on that right now, and uh, so I'll be gone about three weeks doing that. But uh, Africa is wonderful. It is just another world. And I tell women, I say, let me tell you, there is no man problem in Africa. There are so many African men, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, I think that in Cameroon, where we were, they had 20 million people in one city. Now, it's hard for you to imagine that, but it's like driving down the street and people are everywhere, standing on the corners, people just chatting, music going, um, just all of that going on. So it's truly amazing. It really is. Yeah. It sounds crowded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yes. Yeah, lots of people, lots of people. Mm-hmm. So that was my Africa trip. Yeah. And uh, let me see. What, last year you was inducted into the Women's Museum of California? Yes, yes. Um, they had a, a, a award 
program where they said it's called the Brilliant, Beautiful, and Brave Award, and it was given by the uh, California Women's Museum, and I was one of 25 women that were chosen to get this award, and that was wonderful. Very nice. Yeah. What do I mean? What do the Women's Museum do? You just a woman, so you know you got to do great things. Yeah, yeah, they have all kinds of stuff going on there. You know, from Native American women, where they have displays on their culture, and then they had a display uh, earlier this year where they featured women who were refugees. It was called the the refugee exhibit, and so I went to go check that out. And what it was was all these women from all over the world, like Thailand, um, Vietnam, uh, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. Iran, who had escaped their country because it was overthrown by the government, and all of a sudden their families were in danger, and they had right. to leave. So it was, an, it was an exhibit on that. So that was powerful, very powerful, because one of the questions they asked when you went in is that if you had to leave your house and you only had five minutes, what would you take? Five wow. minutes, you got, you got to go. A, what would you question take? question right there. What but would it's you one take? that really needs to be answered because, and it's one that needs to be proposed to us, particularly people of color, because we are right now in a very precarious position, you know, in the United States. And so we really need to have a plan B if anything goes down, if they institute martial law and, and all of a sudden we, we're being ushered off somewhere. You know, what would you take? Where would you go? Um, so it was very powerful to walk through that exhibit and to see, you know, what the women went through. And these one group of women, she said it was eight of us, and we were in the jungle for 35 days with no food, no water, trying to escape rebels who were trying to kill us. She said all of us made it out except two. And to be scared, you know, every day, every night. I mean, they came with machetes and, oh, I mean, they told a powerful story. And I think, you know what? And they, all those women have come to the United States and have done very, very well. They've gone on to go to school, get their degrees. I mean, it's just amazing. So I say, you know what? We really don't have any excuse for us not to succeed because if they can make it through that with nothing and then come to our country and really go for everything they can go for, we should be really like their geniuses. You see what I'm saying? But a lot of times we take stuff for granted because we have it here. You know, we just have it here. We just take it for granted. But for those who don't have that, who had to flee for their life, you know, um, and then they come here like, you guys got all the opportunities in the world. Why are you not successful? You see? Yeah, I, I say that many times on my shows that you know the United States is soft. We 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 take so much so many things for granted. Mm-hmm. People in other parts of this world strapping bombs to their babies and talking about seeing the next right. world, and and we weren't about our Mercedes and and yeah. Uh, some some bling and and these other people are going some some real things to try to just survive and. To, to drink fresh water, and we just just take so much for granted. I'm like, shoot, if yeah, it we was do. An we really, really war, do. Mm-hmm. If it was an all-out war, you know, we would know what to do because half of you don't you, even speak to your neighbors. <laughs> right, and then and then you know you got your focus on the wrong thing. Totally. You know, we've got our focus on the wrong thing. You know, and so being that I've traveled a lot, you know, I always tell 
you know, people have to, you know, we really got to step up our game as people of color because these people are not playing out here, you know, and we got to get our, our focus off television. First of all, turn off the TV. There's lots of books out there that we can read to have a lot of knowledge. If you don't read a book, go on the Internet, go to the YouTube and just type in, you know, the uh, the universe, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know and that was the other thing. You know, that was Go the ahead. other thing. How long was it? How long did they keep people in the blind, not even wanting them to read? They were killing people for trying to read. That's right. So That's right. No That's excuse right. excuse now to mm-hmm. empower yourself with knowledge. And then once you even obtain the knowledge, try to get to the applied knowledge, because knowledge alone is nothing. you got to apply it. <laughs> nothing, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And apparently, <clears throat> in order for... Someone to say you you if you'll be killed if you read a book. They must know how powerful you are. They must know that you have something inside of you that is so phenomenal that if we gave you a book, it would be over for us. How you about see? I just don't want you to know the truth because a lot of this stuff was yours and, and we took it because we right. could. And but right. we don't really want you to know that. We want you just to forget right. about it. So how about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. We don't want you to know who you are. That's why we take your language from you. We take your Children from you, we separate you, don't give you an education. You know, there's so many things. If we was dumb as they say that we are, then why would you have to put a noose around my neck in order to keep me back? You know, apparently I'm a lot more powerful than you letting me know that I am. <laughs> hey, Liz, I got a funny one, and then we're going to play, um, <laughs> we're going to play Give Me Your Love, but Maria, okay, why okay. you don't think they don't let us play hockey? I never thought about it. <laughs> okay, well, ponder that thought. Listening to I Am Indy, call it number 347-308-8747. I just asked uh-huh. that. Uh, uh, I just actually threw a bomb at her. <laughs> right. I don't know why. I know why. I know why we can't play hockey. But anyway. Oh, okay. Why? Well, you tell uh-huh. me that when we come back. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that when we come back. Anyway, okay. This okay. Is, uh, give me your love, y'all. Turn the air conditioner okay. up, windows down, and put your ears on. Give me your <laughs> love. This is a real.
Antoinette. Yes, that was hot. Yeah, yeah, I was down. I was riding down the coast. Yeah, I was going down the coast with my head bobbing with the top down. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yeah, take you back, didn't it? Didn't it, though? Didn't it? Curtis, back to the Superfly days. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes it did. Mm-hmm. Maria, we down to our last couple of minutes of the show and it's okay. been a blast and uh it has. and I'm looking forward to working with you in the soon and soon, soon, very near future future. We're working okay. on uh, the soundtrack for uh Initial Shock, the Bridget Harris story. So I'd definitely like to oh, get yes. together with you on uh working on something with a piece of that. Okay. Okay, that's definitely doable. And yes. to all the listeners, to let them know if they want to know where to buy my music, they can go to www.mariaantoinette.com, and that's spelled M-A-I-E-A. Um, and when you go on my website, it's the best deal because you get a signed CD and a free poster. But also, too, you can go to iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, all the major distribution outlets and find me there as well. Yes, and go get it, go get it, because I'm going to get mine right now, right now. And uh, for those that joined us a little late in the show, hey, you know the show will be in the archives or uh, get it iTunes. You know, you can check it out. Go hear the show. Go hear about Maria. Go see what she's doing and check out what she's doing. Go support. And as always, come back to see your boy next Wednesday, 2 p.m. PST, right here on I Am Indy www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash indie is or get it at worldmovement.com and you know where we at world movement records world movement publishing so come check us out we'll be back you know okay all right thank you thank you <laughs>
don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like, breakup R&B intense. I thought you said you loved the sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift for With AT&T, take your U.S. plan to Mexico at no extra charge. When you choose an eligible plan, place call.